0: Because you have that was so here's the ago. thing, and I want to be sensitive how I say it. You're a liar, and I don't always know. There was a penguin.
1: There was the a penguin. red rock 25 safari 25 years zoo. ago. The red rock safari zoo had a penguin 25 Wait, years I ago. I
0: own the red rock safari <laughs> zoo, and there was <laughs> You no-
1: lied! <laughs> Welcome to Tales from the Ditch. This is Sean.
0: With me, as always, is Seth. I will, as soon as I'm done texting, I will engage. I, will, I promise I will be part of this. Thank you. Starring Sean Moss, Seth Wildshue, guest starring Brittany Augustine Cyborg, and Jessica Wildshew. Yes. To let us know why we are just the worst.
1: One of these ladies is Seth's wife. Guess which one? <laughs> the
0: answer me <man>, surprise surprising. <laughs> Two people in this room have seen my butt. Not Brittany. I want to be clear about that, because I still am accountable to many people. Mm. So if there's Brittany, Sean, and Jessica, and two have seen my butt, you decide.
1: <laughs> We're doing a kids show now.
0: <laughs> Butts.
1: Use deductive reasoning.
0: I was, I, I want everyone to know before we start this show, um, I don't want to be here, but I am under a contractual obligation. Sean and I have falling out. But my manager said it would be bad PR if I didn't show up. So we will be talking through a mediator the rest of the show. That's right. We're
1: actually recording in separate places <laughs> at separate, separate places. times.
0: I am in Chicago. Beautiful, murderless Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Is that too soon? They just had murders. Why? Don't I you know, know. I know. That's right. Go ahead. I'm going to finish this text. I really am texting. Chicago is nice
1: the way that... Um <clears throat> Uh, they have gutters set up, so when the blood runs down the street, you I can just, just wash it down.
0: <laughs> you're just doubling down on bad things.
1: I've never been a fan of Chicago or Detroit.
2: My Didn't grandpa you... came up from the pits in Chicago. And did now he's he really? A very wealthy man. Oh wow. He got a girl pregnant at 16, worked his butt off.
1: No kidding. Yeah. How? What, what, uh, time period was that?
2: Uh, 50 years ago.
1: What was, uh, how did he become wealthy?
2: He got his master's, became the president of Baker and Taylor Books. Yeah. Really? Or vice president, whatever, way up there.
1: Nice. So, a college education paid off.
2: 50 years ago.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So, it's not like a today's success story where college doesn't <laughs> Absolutely matter? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, well, where are you from? Here. Okay. I'm referring to Brittany. Sorry. Brittany? <laughs> You've been from Nevada your whole life. I have. Were you born in Sparks? I
2: was born in Reno. Well, there's no hospitals in Sparks. Oh, well,
1: good. A- actually, there's <laughs> now. There's. Okay. You're
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was born in Reno. I did live in Kansas for four years and Brazil for a little bit, but
1: oh, those are pretty similar. Kansas and Brazil.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, one has Southern people, and the other one is totally different. The South.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I did technically live in a farming community in Brazil, so.
1: Fair enough. What took you to Brazil?
2: Uh, I went to teach English.
1: Oh, sweet. Yes. As, uh, by yourself?
2: I went with a friend from school.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. What's sweet about Brazil? Uh, Speaking of crime.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I heard your last podcast. (laughs) And I was all defensive.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I've never been there, so I don't have this a right to say
0: it. This is why we fell out.
1: I'm uh, Yeah, so I'm engaged. was your experience I'm much engaged. different from what everybody saw in the Olympics?
2: Yes, but the Olympics were in the South, which would be the equivalent of like New York, L.A. here. Okay. And I lived in a farming community, so totally, totally different. But there was a World Cup stadium right outside the town I lived in. So, Oh,
1: really? Fair enough. How long were you there for?
2: Six months.
0: On a scale of one to Kid Rock at Trump rally, how excited were you when you were down there? How happy were you when you were
2: down well, there? Well, I got really sick while I was there. So I, I was excited to be there. Um, I still really miss it. I got a Brazilian tattoo. I love it there, but I get really sick every time. We went back to visit and I got really sick again. So Jeez.
1: Does it say Brazil?
2: It this Saudades. Oh. which is Brazilian Portuguese for, like, the pain in your heart when you miss something.
0: Oh, nice. Well, now, don't you feel like a horse is put too... T- what's the
1: day of soldado? I don't... Okay, just curious. <laughs> do
0: okay. you have Do you have a degree, Brittany? I do. We actually have people with a degree. Usually we lie. So is it a bachelor's, master's... What
2: bachelor's.
0: In... Psychology. Psychology. Jessica, what's your degree in? Get up to the mic. Look at you. <laughs>
3: Education.
0: Education. Educating them children. You know.
1: That's what my portions of a degree are in as well. Portions? Secondary education. I went to
0: school eight for eight years, fun fact. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me too. Over <laughs> the course of twenty six years.
0: I'm trying to get a hashtag going. It's called Did Pastor Seth murder someone? Because in my last sermon I alluded to it
1: mm-hmm. and didn't. And everyone clear it leaned
0: up. in. And then I went, all right, on to the next verse. And I never answered whether I murdered someone. And here's the thing. I wanted to bring it up on my podcast because Mike and Ryan thought I should be very clear. And I do. I need to be super clear about that. Because when you bring that up, that's pretty serious in a sermon to say, you know, I might I was planning to kill someone. And you have to give an answer for that.
1: Yeah. So in education, uh, <laughs> in uh, are you currently utilizing that degree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, let me ask you something.
3: Yeah.
0: Being married to me, (laughs) would you describe me as A, an emotional tornado, B, fun and calm, or C, an emotional tornado?
3: D, all of the above. (laughs) All of the above. Thank (laughs) you.
0: And how was, do you want to tell this was your first week of school back?
3: It was. And are you recovering? Are you okay? I'm okay
0: you're surviving.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: You know what the cool thing is? You what? can say whatever you want. Those No. Look... No. No one Can't. listens to this podcast from your work, do they?
3: I don't know. Oh
0: gosh. If I play John Mulaney, will you calm down a little bit?
3: I don't know. We It'll can watch take that. Me later. a little bit, I think. Yeah. Who's the on? worst kid? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst kid in your class? I go
0: there. What's his student ID number? like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe read off his IEP. You're like, Oh, had problems in first. Did you? <laughs> no, uh, the thing I appreciate about this, and this is why I thought it was a good dynamic is. So one, uh, Brittany and Jess are both, um, educated. They're both two brilliant people I know. Uh, secondly, and this is part of the reason we wanted him on the podcast is, uh, Brittany and Jess. Have two very different personalities, kind of like you and I. And they actually have something that a lot of people don't understand, which is the status of your best friend. Anytime someone says, oh, yeah, these are like my 20 best friends. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not. You're like, oh, everyone's my best friend. I don't think you know what that means. They literally, because there's a story I want them to tell. There was a party they were at when they were younger. What happened? (laughs) Jess. Jess looks like she wants to start it I was
3: just going to say, can you bleep out the part where you said that we were best friends because we might get in trouble? (laughs) Seriously. Because
0: there's a competitive nature between women, which I don't get. Remember,
1: Oh, because there's other women. Remember when someone had
0: an issue with you and I being best friends and we sat them down and said, get over it. That's how we (laughs) counseled them. And then they did. Yeah. That's what they get.
1: A lot of times. I feel like that happens a lot. People are... (laughs) I don't even know if people are jealous of friendship with me, maybe. But people are jealous of just having me considering the status of best friend. I'm sorry, be I was lost else. in your eyes. <laughs> I forgot <what> you're
0: <laughs> but no, no. All right, they've run into that. All right, so fine. Not no, best
1: friends. Really good yeah. friends. Best friends.
0: Yeah. Um What happened at this party? And this is seriously some crazy, like... This is, I don't trust it. <laughs> a part of me doesn't. It. It's witchcraft. It's just really,
2: see. I mean, I think the way we found it is a little more exciting. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Lead off, Jessica, just like you want oh. to. I love you. I You're adorable. <laughs> this is just like the best night ever. Cause so many times I'm doing the podcast and I go, oh, I'll be nice if Jess is here. And here she is. <laughs> here I am. She's, right now she's flinging a butterfly knife around back and forth. <laughs> So, you know, like she does.
1: <laughs> Every time.
0: Wait, Jess. Oh, yes. This is, before you go into a story and talk for next 40 minutes, where were you born?
3: I was born in Frankfurt, Germany.
0: Frankfurt, what?
3: Germany.
0: Yes, the plot thinnings. And then you were in Texas?
3: <laughs> yes, we lived in Texas for a little bit, and then we moved here, pretty much.
0: So I think the, peop- the question people are going to ask is, when you married me, what the heck were you thinking? Like, what's a... Uh, What's the deal? Because you're, you're going places, and this is where I'm at, babe. I got a podcast. No. Um, and you were praying for me before you met me,
3: mm-hmm. you
0: know, which was very polite and nice. Very nice. Yes. And I was exactly who your dad wanted you to marry, uh-huh. who he had pictured. Yep. That went well. He was an ex-cop, by the way. I'm sorry. Can I backtrack a little? Sure. You were born in Frankfurt.
3: Yes. yes. On
0: U.S.
1: Embassy soil right mm-hmm. just in case you run for president i want to make it clear <laughs> thank you you are a us citizen
0: he'd still call her a kenyan she's born <laughs> in germany goes, she was born in kenya you know there's more cl- places man like there's you know more than kenya anyway um she has a birth certificate don
3: huh, as i call it uh, donny yeah
0: yeah donny boy good Did old i
3: get asked a lot if i have dual citizenship and i do not really yes
0: I was told I can apply for that easier in the Netherlands because my dad was born there, so it'd be easier. Um, But I'd still have to do it. And I said, "How dare you make eye contact with me?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell the, who wants to start the story. I won't pressure you. No,
3: it's cool. I'll just I you just got have co- a really bad memory. So
0: do you? It's never come <laughs> up before.
3: Yeah, one thing I guess.
0: So anyway, back to the story. Okay. No, nope, neither of you has to. Well, it's Brittany. Do you want to start it? Sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she wants to.
2: Um, so we were in the Sip romancing each other phase of the relationship. Getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Sorry. No, we were getting to know each other. So we were looking at old picture books. And she had this picture on a horse. And I have this same exact picture from when I was like three, I think. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have this picture. What were you doing? And it was my cousin Andy's birthday party. And we were at the same birthday party. You must have been five. Six. I was
1: three. Mm-hmm. Wait, you have the picture of Jessica no, on a horse? it's me on a oh.
2: horse in the same, like the same roofs it's in the me. background. Oh, it's the okay. same background. Gotcha. Fair, yes. fair
0: enough. Think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Horses. Party.
1: Bringing people together.
0: <laughs> but that's kind of cool. I mean, like you and me, like you drove past Par Boulevard and I served time there. Meant to be. So. <laughs> You know, These
1: I don't same know. Thing. Do you know? One time, I went over to my friend Flanzo's house, and he literally did have pictures of me from my high school graduation. <laughs> I and I don't even know how. Or his mom had the pictures.
0: Were they from behind a bush? My you could mom. See you no. looking over your shoulder?
1: My like... mom gave his mom pictures because that's what moms do. Your I mom guess.
0: didn't give me pictures. <laughs> I of know you it was weird. My high school graduation. So
1: it was weird. I was like looking at the pictures on his fridge, and I was like. That's me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Remember uh, that? You, you oh, that's weird. You made a movie about him. I know, but <laughs> no, legit, he made a movie weird. about yeah. this guy.
1: Hey. Yeah, no, we that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. I Horse that's
3: picture. Story. That's much it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were at the same party when they were younger. Didn't even know it. Became friends later on.
3: Yes, that was the point. It was nice. The point. And the good
0: news is, everyone appreciated the friendship, and yep. everyone raw.
1: So, was this horse uh, a common horse to use at parties?
0: Equestrian. Sorry. <laughs> wow. But I can't say I no P-R-O-M right. I know. But I could say equestrian. That's true. Nuclear. Nuclear. Oh, very I've nice. I've been practicing. In Fair. front of the mirror, I'm all, you gotta want it, Nuclear. Zach. Come on. <laughs> Uh Britney why what kind of drove you to pursue that degree was it uh purely hey I think I might be gifted was it actually like you had a passion about what kind of drove you to go after that degree
2: I got bored <sighs> Uh I when I got back from Brazil I was an education major and all they wanted we were learning about lesson plans and all the things I had been doing as a teacher yeah, yeah. and I was bored Hmm
1: Wanted something different.
2: Yeah, and psychology was the hardest degree at that school, so I just decided worth the challenge. That's and I was with Anthony and psychologists get paid more the longer their last name is. And since I knew I was probably gonna marry him, I thought, well, coaching.
1: There you go. Nice. That's actually pretty genius.
0: I didn't know that about the last if yes, I can add a hyphen bad.
1: psychologist. Yes, I actually while shoot it. a
2: hammer
0: I can
1: Just psychology, not criminal psychology, right?
2: It's marriage and family therapy.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Mind your P's and Q's, Sean. We don't need any Uh can of worms open. I
1: already feel like I've exposed quite a lot of dysfunction in my family tonight. Well...
2: (laughs) Spend the day at my house, you're fine.
0: (laughs) The good news, though, is you and I are only crippled emotionally.
2: That's a good point.
0: Everything else... Yeah. Yeah. So Anthony's her husband, and I call him Cyborg because it's just a fun thing I do with his last name. You're
2: not the only he, one. You're not the only one. Oh,
0: okay, cool. I, I didn't even know if he appreciated. I was like, that's just a fun thing I do with names. <laughs> this is me. This is me. <laughs> that's how I am. Um, Brittany, I want to ask you something. Are you hungry for justice? Yes. Are you? Do you have an appetite? <laughs> Uh, I think
2: it got put to me in grade school as an overactive sense of right and wrong.
0: Didn't you apologize to black people walking by
2: them? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was young, (laughs) so I know that's offensive now, but I was like five. And yes, I did. Oh wow, really? What if
0: they grew up to go, remember that little white girl who said sorry? They're like, that was something. They're just, they're like, thank you. Just that little, you know what? Cool. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I was really
2: obsessed with the Underground Railroad, so I was reading a lot about it and watching a lot of stuff. And so anytime in the grocery store, I would just, the guilt.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm actually really jealous of that because I feel like I was maybe 28 or 30 before I actually
0: got woke.
1: Got woke and realized there's faces behind all of that, uh, you know, slavery stuff. You know, I bought into this rhetoric like, Oh, that wasn't me. I'm guilty of being white. Like that was my grandpa or my great grandpa. It's not my problem, blah, 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 blah. But now I really do feel a major responsibility or potentially guilt, um, for what has happened. And, uh, it's really impressive that you were able to experience that at five years old. That's awesome.
0: I know. I was like, I was the same too. It was like 29 or 30. I read Anthony Bradley book. and I go, Oh goodness.
1: Yeah, what have I been doing?
0: I'm like, oh, there, there's some issues in this country. And I went to Jess, and I thought she would affirm me. I'm like, can you believe that? He said this, and she keeps washing the dish and turning away from me. I'm like, oh, my goodness, she agrees. This might be true. (laughs) And I was like, do you not find all my jokes funny? And she's like, well, I'm like, oh, my glob. This is a whole world. Up. Remember, Jess, when I started reading books that were um, unpopular and dangerous? Those books that tell you maybe you don't have to vote a certain way. Your family's not listening. Don't worry. Yes. Except maybe Uncle. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Galapagos <laughs> on HLN. No, is it Galanos? So her uncle's on HLN, and he got to interview Lecrae. Right?
1: What? Yes. That's really
3: her. Uh, your uncle? Yeah, her yeah.
0: uncle? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. Who's your uncle? Does he live here? No, he's in no. Georgia. Uh,
3: they moved to I, Georgia. Yeah, I yeah. gotta get him on the uh, podcast. Many years ago, we gotta get that tape. They come around in the summer, so and maybe next to summer
1: we gotta get him on the show.
0: Dude, he's dope.
1: He's cool. you know he's what's a nice interesting. really is. You say this in jest about when you started reading books that had ideas that were contrary to what you were familiar with, but I remember that period specifically because I was. I was, uh, I feel like I was slower to conform, uh, to not a social justice platform, but like a, um, a platform of understanding people in the image of God. You were an anarchist and an anarchist. So I just didn't want to be told what to do, but I remember, so I remember this. I remember somebody because Jessica is Korean, right? You Half Korean. Yeah. Born in Germany, half Korean. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot going on there. <laughs> but, um, I remember somebody <laughs> said, I can't even remember who or when, but somebody said something about you or your, Jessica or her heritage knowing Kung Fu or something like that. And that was really offensive. And I understood why that was offensive because the, Kung fu and Korea are very, yeah, yeah, are very, Mm -hmm. very separate. And so that's lumping cultures in. And obviously it was uh, offensive and I understood that. And so I was like, oh yeah, like, of course that's stupid. But I remember I said something. I can't remember what I was saying (laughs) exactly. But I remember we were making fun of uh, the Phantom Menace Star Wars movie yeah. And I think I used a term that's um, making fun of the... Uh, what's the race of people?
0: Can you remember? Those frog fish guys? Those... Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like uh, kind of a caricature of a Japanese...
0: They're making fun of that. Their accent is a caricature of Japanese culture. It totally and is. Yeah.
1: And I used a term because I was disgusted in the writing and the and the poor yeah. direction in that movie. But I used that term and I remember you called me out on it and you said, Hey, it's not okay to say that anymore. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of (laughs) all, I'm making fun of Star Wars. Second of all, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an offensive term about Japanese people. It has nothing to do with Korean people, but Seth was so defensive because he says it doesn't matter. Like this is what. Being sometimes when you're Korean, this is the type of thing you have to deal with. Like that is not appropriate. And I was like, gosh, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're always okay with me being, uh, gently racist.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, <laughs> um, racist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
1: socially acceptably racist. It yeah. totally was. And I was like, gosh, I, am I wrong or is Seth wrong? And it took weeks for me to like argue with myself and figure this stuff out. And I remember I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I've been insensitive to Many groups of people, and i it wasn't even something that I understood or thought was important or anything like that. And so I remember I started actually trying to be more skillful with my words, use my words good, and try to be <laughs> more appropriate That's some good talk. with things, not for the sake of political correctness, but for the sake of sparing somebody offence. We, and so it was interesting. Yeah,
0: I think, because here's the thing, and Brittany and I have talked about this and Jess, I think we need to go beyond political correctness. I don't give a crap about what's politically acceptable. I care about, are you demeaning the Imago Day? Mm-hmm. If you say they're made in the image of God and you're dehumanizing mm-hmm. that, it's unbiblical and sinful. I don't care about, oh, I won't be accepted. I'm not running for office, unless people get really cool with a lot of things real quick. To go <laughs> like, I, I could never run. It's the fact of, If Jess is made in the image of God, Brittany's made in the image of God, I'm made in the image of God, if I for a second diminish it below what God values it as or values them as of him saying, this is who they are, and I go, nope, they're lower, they're less, that's evil. Anything, even a degree off from what God says. Uh, To just go, all right, here's a perfect example of subtle racism. You're a credit to your race. Yeah. Gosh, you are so... So articulate for a black person, you are, you're refined, you're cut. Oh my gosh. Or, or this, um, I went to college. Oh, what sport did you play? Mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. No one asked me what sport I played because they took two looks at me, (laughs) but this was asked to an African-American scholar who's like five, nine, not, he doesn't look like sport, but, oh, what did you play? And here's the thing. I don't believe that person woke up that day and said, I want to destroy what God built. But there's these subtle things.
2: And then there's the not so subtle.
0: Oh, there's a the not so subtle of, yeah, uh, you use terms like parasite, get out, blah, blah, blah. That's the people with the jacked up haircuts and stupid khaki pants. But well, and actually, I would, I would say people, even but.
2: my best friend growing up, she's like my sister. She lived with us for a little bit. She's um, her dad is actually Libyan. And she went to a church in Washington and they told her, it's okay, you're white in our eyes. And that was like, good job. good job. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. Did she go
0: to Jerry Falwell's uh, university or where? Okay, It
2: was just a small church in Washington, but she was 13. I was 15. And that was the first time I had really sat with someone in the pain of that. Yeah. And that was a huge eye opener for me.
1: It, yeah, oh my gosh. yeah. My grandpa used to, um, so my great grandpa was extremely racist and he, uh, justified it saying, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with black people, but I'm just saying that black people and white people don't mix. And I feel like even that is a, uh, is not so subtle racism. Even if you're not saying anything derogatory by saying that we're somehow different, I feel like that's like extremely dangerous.
0: It's all right, and I don't know if you've read about this, Brittany. Let's have all three white people talk about race. Yeah, it's just, good. It's refreshing, <laughs> and, actually. You know, to hear our opinion. Finally, finally, we get. Well, here's something I saw interesting. It was from a, a person of color. Of here's the thing. If someone says, and it has been brought up, originally when they said the idea of race, it was socially constructed to demean and tear down people. Here's the reason why I'm careful saying that is because often the people who say that don't use it in a positive way. They use it as a way to get out of discussion. Like they say, race is a social construct. Thus, there's no racism stop talking about. It. Instead of saying, your pain is real, there is racism, but Really genetically, we need to stop acting like, oh, we're physically, genetically different. Race was created by white people to differentiate, to say, well, it's okay to treat you as less than human because you're not the same type of human as me. And really what we're seeing is, um, you have different colors, different ethnic groups, different things like that. But when you really get into race, we're, we have a lot of the same structure. I mean, that's where you got into some dangerous stuff, World War II, where you said, oh, we have different genetics, we're different races. But here's the thing. Usually why I bring that up and say race is a social construct used to usually uh take away power from people of color and give power to people who are white is because what it's associated with, it's usually not helpful. And I know that most people, even though it may not be 100% accurate – Know what I mean when I say racism or talk about race? They go, oh, black, brown, you know. They know what I'm talking about, and it's the context wherein I know that they'll understand the dialogue, and they go, okay, I get what you're saying. I use it because that's kind of where they're at. If I get into deeper conversations, that's when I start getting into, hey, do you know we used to say Italians and Irish people aren't white? It's not just a color; it's a social status. It's a, it, it's been used really to say. I'm lifting these people up and dehumanizing these. So it's just, it, it's a complex discussion, but I, I think it's helpful a lot of the time to say racism, even though we're one race, because that's what we know in this country is di- we say different races, even though really I know a black person or a Latino person is not genetically inferior or different than me. It's just, we've done some social constructs to tear them down and destroy them or God forbid, uh, if you want to really go into a deep end, how many Native American theologians do you follow? I follow one, which I found after five years, because uh, we decimated them. All right, hey, and everyone, I know this podcast is gonna be super popular, but um, it's I don't know, is that clicking? Is that because it's in it's a deep conversation? I think with um, all that. So everyone so in the room, I,
2: can I add to that? <laughs> yes. So I run a support group for transracially adoptive and foster parents. There you go. Um, and, and we. I really prefer to call it cultural background when we're talking about these things because, and from my experience, in Brazil, because the Dutch took over at one point and they also brought in slaves from Africa, you can look like- Bloody Dutch. <laughs> and Puerto Rico's the same way. So you can look like anything. Blonde hair, blue eyes, you can look like anything. And so, someone's experience in life as a Puerto Rican or a Brazilian, or there's a Myriad out there that I'm missing, I know, could- not be based just on skin color, but on cultural heritage yes. and cultural background. So you think that's something we need to acknowledge a little better.
1: Absolutely. I Yeah, I agree with that. I, you see I'm that in the UFC,
0: like... there's fighters who say they're Brazilian and they're pale white or dark skinned. Yeah. And it's funny, some of the UFC fighters didn't agree because one said, well, you're from the slave culture or the... And I go, whoa! And they were both different in... cultures, different colors, Brazil.
1: Yeah, racism, so. I feel like, existed long before... The dusty whites oh, and the
0: dusty whites,
1: I mean, I do believe like um cultural background is that what you yeah, is that how you put it? I think that's pretty good because um i th- I believe i'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe like how um the you know white people rose to this point where they decided they were going to discriminate against other people was because those were. The people, epigenetically speaking, who are not in the fields and not doing, uh, work in the sun. They were the people who were protected from the sun for whatever reason. And, and even, you know, 8,000 years ago, uh, you, you. Are you read saying about... the
0: planets older than 5,000 years, Sean? <laughs> Of course it is. Leviathan died in 1942. Of okay, it is. Fighting but, Hitler with an American flag in her but, hand.
1: Eight thousand years ago is as far as I'm willing to go. So you got two thousand years since Christ, and then six thousand years before that. I think that's pretty fair, right?
0: Wouldn't I'd you say? Ah, uh, I'd say maybe it's but you understand. A million years.
1: You understand that there there was clearly racism in the Book of Genesis,
0: and. I
1: agree. There yeah. was, uh, and it was more, it was less like skin color and it was more that cultural background, but I think it eventually became an issue of skin color as there was, um, I don't know, some sort of adaptation or something like that. But unfortunately, like the belief that Mike, Mike makes right is, um, how we've ended up in this situation where the people who, the haves, are able to depose the people who have not. Are you
0: drinking a Coors?
1: I'm drinking a Coors lot.
0: Jessica, I'm going to give you a few minutes to process, and then we'll revisit it. So I'm going to say, think about what in teaching, like what is it about that kind of like art draws you to it, or why you want to be a teacher, what you're passionate about, because I think you're an amazing teacher. I've actually seen you embarrassed you while you were teaching <laughs> fantastic. Like she loves her kids. So I'm going to give you a next couple of minutes to think about why you, what you like about teaching were the challenges. And then I'm going to go on a tirade and a rant for a few minutes and then we'll come back to you. Does that work better? Yep. I appreciate you so much. You. The two people who saw my butt is Jess and Sean. <laughs> for those who didn't get, how do you not get that? There's the three nice, people. The nice I thing about want.
1: having guests <laughs> is they give Seth more more line to run with on his rants. Yes! That's the best thing, is uh, you have a guest here so that they can uh, create well, a platform the, for Seth to speak from. Here's it's the great. thing.
0: It's because, all right, if it's just you and me, <laughs> we've run our course, man. Like it's, you, it's true. I'm not surprised by what you do. You're not surprised by what I do. And people go, oh, Seth and Sean talk about butts. But Brittany will actually push back and go, hold on, Pastor Seth. I go, what are you saying? And just, and, and I appreciate their input. And, um, I think we also need to thank our sponsors. The, uh, Jimmy Swaggert Ethics (laughs) Award. Mm, The Joel Austin Theological Accuracy (laughs) Award.
1: Thank you, Joel. Um,
0: and, uh, oh, I was going to say another on one might be too soon because I don't want to support his downfall. We'll talk a week later. Yeah, I just read it. Another guy. Oh, I didn't know about that. The, it, but... um, the uh, Franklin Graham for <laughs> Political Awareness. Can I get <laughs> a little crazy? Uh, sponsored
1: by the Tulian Chavidian Marriage Counseling Series.
0: Oh, so good. You need to find a woman okay? you know to that? disciple when you're struggling. He in your stepped marriage. it. I mean... He did good. I don't. He stepped down. You'll just edit what you said. You'll make (laughs) me say it. It's you know who was cool though. I will say this. I will say this. And and a lot of people like theologically don't mention him. But you know who I really think is cool. Ben Savage. He is cool. Yes, and he's great. Oh, my gosh. They Fred just,
1: Savage kind of uh took a dark turn. Which one was the Boy
0: Meets World one, Ben or Fred? Ben.
1: Ben, took, ben has, has legitimately always been uh kind of like that wholesome ABC mindset. Fred, though, Fred's got some dark humor, and I love it.
0: Jess, question. You have taught third grade, second grade, and first? Yes. Okay, so you, to me, come across as someone who truly, when you teach kids... You may say, eh, I'm just doing my best. But you do really seem to care. You do really seem to, when they act out, go, ah, what's going on? And you've been teaching how
3: many years? Um... So I got my first teaching job in 2010.
0: So seven or eight and years And
3: I took, I guess, a year off after i had maverick after maverick yeah yeah. so i taught for two and a half years at the uh, private school yeah and then the rest was with the washa county school district in the public school
0: do you love our two boys i do (laughs) the pickle and maverick what is it okay What do you love best about teaching? And what's the hardest thing about teaching? Like, what do you go, man, this is kind of a win. Mm -hmm. Like, if this happened, you go, that's pretty cool. And what's the hard thing when you come home and go, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I'm totally (laughs) done.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sponsored by (laughs) Butts. I think bare bones teaching is what made me fall in love with it, is just teaching kids and seeing um, them get things for the first time. Um, it was a, it's a creative outlet cause you have to think outside the box sometimes to get some kids to understand what you're trying to teach them. Um, I like the primary age kids cause they're, they're first learning to read. That's yeah, always yeah. exciting to see, um, the growth that comes from that, and the hardest thing about teaching is everything. Can you give an example?
0: Oh, my gosh. Do they laugh when you teach about Uranus?
3: <laughs> I
0: try It's
1: Uranus to do now? Yes. It
0: is, is it Uranus? Uranus? Uranus. That's better.
3: Which is, yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, <urine>. a little. <laughs> yeah. Still urine. My uh, kids, uh, I actually did teach anus. about... <laughs> Uranus, and I Googled it to see how to pronounce it, because I wasn't sure, but the kids just laugh anyway. What did Google say? Uh, ur uh ness. I'm so Uranus. done
0: with this country. It's not just Trump. Trump was there, but this, that's the last straw.
1: You're talking about political correctness. Uranus. Uh,
0: oh, sorry. No. Uranus. You know, we used to have a nativity scene everywhere, and then Uranus came around Knocked it all over. Do you remember that?
1: I did a report on Saturn.
0: <laughs> Every show had a family and a flag, and we said Uranus, and there was Rosie at Riveter, and I could walk my neighborhood and be proud at the steel mill such and such. What
2: was the still 50s like?
0: You still say Uranus? I
3: do. Like when I was, um, Maverick has that flashlight with yeah. all the planets. What <laughs> did you say? I said, uh this one's Uranus, and he goes, my anus? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a good time.
0: Top three stand-up comedians you love?
3: John Mulaney. Mm. Jim Gaffigan. Wow.
0: And he was the third.
3: And John Mulaney.
0: Oh my gosh. You're not a huge Chappelle guy, even though I am, because he says certain words you don't appreciate. He's a
3: little crude.
0: Brian Regan?
3: I like him, but not like I wouldn't choose to watch him.
0: He's like a dad you follow around to see make. I suggest. liked him
3: on the coffee in cars with, with Jerry Seinfeld. comedians. Yeah. Comedians in cars with. Cars. No one know. knows. It's it's cool. I <laughs> watched Castlevania
0: called. on Netflix. I'm not going to judge you. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, a vampire hunter. <laughs> Let me prep my sermon."
1: That show is great.
0: <clears throat> oh, season 2 October, remember.
1: I'm curious about your uh best friendship Maybe we'll bleep that out.
2: Why don't you mind? We were were joking. It's interesting.
1: There's definitely a different dynamic that I've noticed from my male perspective with female friends and or best friends. (laughs) And it's common? I think, like, Seth and I have said, wow, having, like, a best friend, like, a lifelong friend isn't a very common thing anymore. Doesn't always
0: happen. Mm-hmm. People I talk.
1: feel like it's less common. This is a sweeping generalization, but Go it's on? even less common with women.
2: Yeah.
1: Is and that
0: true? Is it less common? Because with- I look at dudes, and they're like, I've known this guy a year. I'm like, well, step it up. Is it less common with women, a lifelong friend?
2: But the... If you are lifelong friends, maybe the level of friendship might be different.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, I have a friend I've known since I was five, and it's just not, we're not as close.
1: You're not BFFs.
2: I'll tell you, but if you murder
0: someone like together, to oh my gosh, that's a friendship, because you have you. to keep the secret, because if someone doesn't, three can keep a secret if two are dead. Remember <laughs> that. <laughs> that's word. I get it. I'm just saying, that bonds but you, because you'll go to prison. But what I'm
1: saying, what I'm saying is that may be true between us, but is that true between females? What bonds you to be best friends? They
0: prefer females.
2: Is that (laughs) not what I said?
0: Goodness. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hashtag woke. Hashtag did Seth, Pastor Seth murder someone, which we need an answer for. And I appreciate that. Continue. Yeah, please.
2: I don't, what bonds us? I don't know. Our love of coffee, our love of Target. The Bachelorette. <laughs> Target. I don't actually, I, I, that was obligatory to Jessica. I don't actually like it. I just want to spend more time with her and build our friendship. So. Jess just like
0: watching the depravity of men crumble while she says, you're not the one I choose. I take your rose. Listen, the guy funny?
2: from Reno won, so you guys should. Just- Did he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. There <laughs> were, wait, there was a Reno guy from Reno, yeah.
2: dude,
0: and he won, and he murders homeless people, and he won. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Wow, crazy? Like he kills them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's fine."
1: That's crazy. What was his name?
2: Garrett. 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 Something. <laughs> I, I bet you know one. entirely too much about The Bachelorette.
0: <laughs> I love my wife. It's Promise nice. keepers. <laughs> Hashtag keeping promises. Yeah. Hashtag woke.
1: So, like, we would say murdering someone together and having to bury <laughs> that person would bond you for life. Yes, or fighting back to back thing. in a bar I fight. knew Sean
0: bonding was my activities. friend when he crossed the police line at a crime scene and stole my stuff. Well, you had a gun in your for car, him. right? I Didn't you have a gun in him. your car?
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, Statue of Limitations. That's when I was
0: like, the Statue of <laughs>
1: Limitations. But, yeah, what are the types of things that would bond female friends. Yeah, Maybe who it's have the you murdered? Thing. I
2: don't so, know. Here's the thing. I think it's less about what bonds you because on some level, most women, I mean, most moms that I know enjoy Starbucks and, and Target
3: mm-hmm.
2: and hanging out together. That's not... So that's I, not it. No, I think there's an emotional aspect to it of someone who's willing to sit with you, really show empathy and really willing to sit with you. And I think for Jessica, for me, it was that every time I came to her, I grew spiritually a ton. Hmm. And so and she was not afraid to speak truth to me. And I I really appreciate that in someone. But I think the struggle for girls is not that. I think the struggle is that when we hit hard times, we shut down and we're like, you're done. So I think that's why there's not as many that's totally speculation in my own experience. Outlandish. Yeah, my
3: own experience is you get in a fight and then you just stop being friends.
1: Hmm. It's yeah.
3: very Yeah, I mean, I had one friend that I, we fought a lot, but it was more of her like attacking me as a person. Hmm. And so it was just kind of something that I had to let go. But a lot of my other friendships, I couldn't pinpoint like one time where we were just done. Like it just kind of ended and that was it. And I'm not really sure why. That's most of my friendships. So, I think it's, like, the maintaining and the um, conflict resolution, I guess. Yeah. And even in leading women, uh. can I say this, <laughs> in community group, it's very different than how Seth has told me that men deal with conflict. Yeah. Oh, women, yeah. it's very, like... You have to kind of make them feel better about themselves, and you can't just say hard things and have them accept it <laughs> unless really me. well, and then it goes very badly for you. Yeah. Do you both
0: she like Gilmore Girls?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, that seems like walking and talking. It seems like cardio and talking half the show, <laughs> and they're super cool. But there's walking. How many calories are they burning every I episode? Walking and talking. Yeah.
1: Is Gilmore Girls directed by the guy who directs? Uh The West Wing? Is it the same person? Because they're
0: always walking.
2: Because it's like the same. Because I, I think it's Lauren Grant, or not? No, Lauren Graham's the actress. No, it's yes. a woman. Because they're like, I want
0: to talk to you being a friendship. Oh, we're in a relationship. No, I said friendship. Okay, let's go to in what in my in. Oh, that's quirky. Oh, crazy. Oh, my <laughs> sister. Our vocabulary. Am I your Here's mom? Are you, you my daughter? Oh, I don't know. That's crazy. Are we best friends? Let's go. Oh, that's a witty comment.
2: Let's P- have food with Luke. P- I'm gonna lead him on. Mother daughter. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, there's a lot of really great references to a lot of very cultured things in that show <laughs> some of them i didn't pick up till i watched it through for the fourth time she should
0: stayed with jesse <laughs> and married him okay logan really jess? Yeah, that logan? was logan logan he's all hey i'm a d-bag but
2: i mean jess wasn't awesome but he was just so dreamy
0: <laughs> did you see and his so butt smart. he was packing it was like two little cantaloupes <laughs> in his pants oh goodness Ah, good gracious. (laughs) But now he's Jack on This Is
2: Us, and it's even better. Like, fantasy fulfilled. Done. I just wonder, I'm like, no
0: wonder they're fit, because while they're talking, they're burning 4,000 calories a day of going, I'm your best friend. (laughs) No, you're not. You're my daughter. Can't we be both? Okay, here's the end. And then their mom's like, I'm rich and white and angry. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I got from the show contractually obligated to be here. Mm. Joe Austin, lose my number. Uh, go ahead. What was it? Hmm? What we talk about?
1: Oh, that's it. Um, so, question, psychology degree. Yeah. Family counseling. Don't
0: feel shamed. <laughs> Don't let them bully you. <laughs>
1: Is that what it's called?
2: Yep. Well, marriage, marriage and family therapy, MFT. Marriage
1: and MFT. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was something else. Mother? Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, Uh, what have you rec, have you utilized that degree in your life? I'll, I'll say first,
2: not in a way that gets me paid. We are foster parents and adoptive parents, so it has come in handy.
1: Yes. So what are some actual, if you could say the top three things that you learned in school that you've been able to utilize in life, what are those top three things? so that I don't have to go to school.
2: (laughs) So I actually got my Bible degree at the same time, and that actually turned out to be a little more useful. (laughs) Oh, really? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I will say I learned a lot about autonomy um, and about how that should look in a family, and I would say my mother and I didn't... It's a complicated thing, and so kind of learning about autonomy and letting my kid be their own person, that's been really helpful for me, But I think mostly I just appreciate having the DSM-4 so that I can diagnose all of the people in my life. That's all. (laughs) And tell them how they're just doing it wrong.
1: Fair enough. Can you define (laughs) DSM-4? It's the,
2: it's the diagnostic book. So all of the mental illnesses are in one book with explanations as to what they are and the qualifying things that, traits that you need to be showing to be diagnosed. Does
0: that have the PTSD test in it?
2: It just has like traits.
0: She had a book with PTSD how to test yourself. I did not pass. Yeah. And I don't mean like pass like I don't have it. Didn't go well. I put that book down and was (laughs) shuddering and crying and
1: I saw a counselor once and he fired me.
0: You lied to that counselor (laughs) about you said you lived in a trailer park.
1: I know, but it and he I think he was looking it up in the book and he was like, You're not you're not fitting into any of these categories.
2: I would say beyond that. There, we did do one called self of the helper, um, or the skilled helper. And I know Mike Cox is doing the same book, so they must be using it. Hmm. Um, but learning how to sit with someone and ask them questions outside of yourself and questions that kind of lead them, because that's sort of my problem. I'm kind of a know it all. So I'm like, obviously your problem is lying. (laughs) Like, Don't you see that? Um, but learning how to lead people to come to those things, which actually was really helpful in leading a community group, kind of asking leading questions to help them come to their own realizations and really pull myself out of it.
1: What's that book called?
2: The Skilled Helper.
1: So autonomy, when you say uh, it's good to let your kids kind of be themselves, how how does that play out in in Praxis?
2: So look, like, it's really hard for me. I'm kind of a control freak. Um, so like my son loves to say poop. He loves it. When I ask him what he learns about Now we're
0: talking. Every day.
2: What did you learn in school? Poop. What did you eat for lunch? Poop.
0: (laughs) Your son's
1: hilarious.
2: (laughs) So it's like, that's so hard for me to just not be like, no, poop's inappropriate. We don't need to say that. But just letting him, like, I went and bought him some books about poop because he loves poop. And so why not? Um, Yeah. Or letting him get extremely dirty his likes his dislikes it's all on him
0: you and anthony are truly america's sweethearts (laughs) now that i think about that's awesome
1: so to some degree you have to let your kid be themselves and say poop um as long as it's not where do you draw the line as long as it's not hurting other people or as long as it's not in the realm of sin
2: yeah. I would say hurting other people. It's, re- I mean, it's really hard for me. There's some days where I'm like, leave all my things alone. I have a perfectly clean house and I want to keep it that way. Hmm. But yeah, that's a lot of times I have to step back and really assess myself, which self of the helper there. That was apparently the best class ever. Hmm. Um, and just like, what is this actually hurting? And why am I, why am I upset about this? What is this triggering in me? And then deciding then if it's something that we really need to address or not.
0: Jessica, you're married to one Seth Jacob Wileshue. Is that not true? It's true. So we both agree that is your (laughs) husband. Okay. We have two boys,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Maverick and Riker. What is awesome? And what are times where you say, I'm going to sell these little boys on the black market? You're tired from the wine, huh?
3: Yes. Yes. And also Riker has not been sleeping, so no. that is when I most want to sell them. Oh my gosh. In the middle of the night.
0: If you want to hear her tone of voice change, wait for Riker four AM to go <laughs> Come on. And you're sitting there going, He'll calm down. No, he won't calm no, down. He That's a lie.
3: It is a lie. <laughs>
0: so so When they say mama, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: when they show their personality, those are some cute things. Yeah. I mean, it's
3: mostly good. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) You hesitate. (laughs) I mean, they both have two different personalities, so it's cute to see Maverick go. Oh, I wouldn't trust him. We talk about Daniel Tiger, how he doesn't trust him. Mm -hmm. They have some bad blood. But what's the thing where you go, "Man, when they do this, I really question the cross. Like what's the what is is it just sleep or is it when they pull knives on us?"
3: <laughs> Mostly the sleep. The I don't sleep. know. Uh, I guess I'm surrounded by children all day.
0: Oh, sweet
1: lord. And so
3: sometimes sometimes it's not even Maverick. It's just that I'm like tapped out, done. Uh, managing little people. And so I think he pushes my buttons when he's just being himself and he's just being silly, but I'm over it by that point. Yeah.
0: I've brought up selling them. Have you changed your mind about that?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. You, should, you See,
0: there was a second pause again. I just want to bring that up. Like, no. You don't want to pray about it or... <laughs>
3: I think we would miss them once we did sell them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, let it be silent, we, we do sorry, love sorry. our children. I will say this one thing I love is my wife, regardless, having to deal with insanity like me. I had to be a lead pastor of a church for eight months and she had my back the whole time, which is dealing with our two little nighttime terrorists who just go, Why do we need sleep? I want to yell. Or mm-hmm. I want to watch a penguin sing this body shaming song for five minutes. And uh, hmm. yeah, we
1: was that. Uh, are we thinking of the same thing? What's the penguin? What song? What are you thinking? Uh, about? I don't know a, it a song. Thing? I'm thinking about uh, an experience we had
0: at the zoo. The penguin. <laughs> Did we go to a zoo one time? All right, I want to be clear, and to the audience, I'm not firmness. Do you know how many drugs I was on? What? When did we go to a zoo?
1: It was in elementary school. <laughs> we sa- went to a zoo. Jeez. We went to the safari zoo. They have a liger. Remember?
0: That's not a penguin.
1: Yeah, but no, there was also a penguin. But I'm just saying, was they it had a in liger. the desert?
0: He was just there swimming.
1: was a penguin, and he was so miserable. I
0: was also drinking at nine and ten. Sorry, and he Mom, was, I was. He was like...
1: the penguin was overweight, and I believe. What if happened? I remember correctly, we were joking about the penguin singing a song about how he's too overweight because he's so far from the
0: Arctic Circle. I love how in Nevada we think sand is conducive to a penguin, or hay, or dirt. You know how they have in Antarctica when the penguins are running on. Uh, there was and... a penguin there. Was it there? was a long
1: time ago? Because you have that was 25 so here's years the ago. thing,
0: and I want to be sensitive how I say it. You're a liar. And I don't always know, there was a penguin.
1: There was the a The Red Rock 25 Safari 25 years Zoo. ago, the Red Rock Safari Zoo had a penguin 25 wait, years ago. I
0: own the Red Rock Safari <laughs> Zoo, and there was <laughs> You no lie! Penguin.
1: That is lies. Okay, I actually do have a follow-up question. Oh. My experience with having kids, we wait, my wife and I waited 11 years of marriage before we had a kid. On purpose... But still, it was it was a long time. So we really got used to our couple dynamic with no kids. And so bringing a child into the relationship actually was uh, quite the shock. And so you hear a lot of things from people. They say things like, oh, my gosh, yeah, get ready to never sleep again. Or they say encouraging things. Do you know
0: like, I've killed all of them? Go
1: ahead. <laughs> Dude, Go ahead, no, seriously. They say things like, oh, yeah, uh, man, it's great <gasps> Are until you sleeping? they start talking. Or, yeah. Yeah. oh, it's so much fun until they start fighting back. Or, oh, you're going to experience the terrible twos. Enjoy time until then. Blah, 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 The only thing that I've found is real, and I agree with you 100%, Jessica, is sleep. I had no idea how little you sleep, especially that first year with a kid, and that surprised me. I literally thought people were exaggerating about uh, no. that, and truly, I think I went a year with probably three hours or less a night. My wife, even less. But everything else, I kind of feel, is an exaggeration. Um My kid is... Honestly, one of the onriest, angriest, strongest, <laughs> grumpiest kids out there w- uh, c- compared to all of his peers whenever they hang out. Go on. And it's still just so much fun to be around him. Mm-hmm. The sleep thing is really the only thing that Other I was Other countries use us
0: torture. All right, Brittany. So, Brittany, you're a mom, and I'm hoping we have a different answer. Otherwise, we're all screwed. Do all your kids sleep? Mm
2: -mm. Depends on the night.
0: They don't. So you don't sleep a ton?
2: I do, actually. I I sleep pretty decently.
0: Oh, Godspeed. I'm glad one of us made it out as a parent.
1: Rub it (laughs) in.
2: Well, here's so it's different. We've had different kids in our house. When we had our first placement, we were both working full-time with a two-week newborn, Mm -hmm. I don't think there will ever be a tired like that. Anthony had a stand-up desk at work and was falling asleep at his stand-up desk.
0: I did that. I have my stand-up desk and I fell asleep on it. That's dangerous.
2: Yeah. Well, and then I don't know what made us decide when that baby was three months that we could go ahead and take a 10-month-old, but we decided to. And it's Jude, so it worked out. But never, ever, ever have I ever, ever been so tired in my life. And I thought a kid couldn't scream for eight hours straight. I thought, surely at some point he will fall asleep. No, no, no didn't happen, oh, but screaming. he sleeps decently now. Um, one of ours has a harder time than the other. Our daughter, however, sleeps like a champ. She That's sleeps awesome. until, yeah, like 10 every day. She's the best. She takes a four-hour nap.
0: Did you notice? Wow. Okay, Jess and I noticed a difference, and if you feel like, oh, I feel like Pastor Seth has judged me, I am. So we felt <laughs> like going from one kid to two. When you start multiplying, it makes a difference because when we, we had one kid. It was two on one. How do you feel about when you start multiplying kids? I mean, did you have to pray more? Did you have to rebuke demons? What ha- I mean? Because I feel like when you start multiplying kids, it's not. This is what I mean. So it's not like, oh, you just go one to two. We felt like the second one wasn't like, oh, it just doubled. It felt like it almost tripled, almost like it's more than you think, especially when they're all sick or they're all tired because you come in and your spouse is sick and then two kids are sick at one time. Like, I remember holding Riker while Maverick is puking and Jess is saying she doesn't feel good. I mean, how is it with you guys when you transitioned to, you went from one to, all right, now we're the parents of multiple kids.
2: So for like listener background it's complicated for us because we had a newborn. So we were like, "Whoa, well, we're parents. Yeah. And then we had a 10 month old and we were like, wow, well, we're parents of two, Jeez. but the newborn was going to be leaving every month. We were like, Oh, he's going to go to his adoptive family this month. Oh, this month. Oh, this month. So I think yeah. for me, I was really savoring that time. And so maybe I didn't notice so much. I will say I was like scared to leave the house for the first, mm-hmm. I don't know, three months. I was like, I'm not God going anywhere you. alone. Yeah. Um, But then it was just us and Jude for eight months. And then we added a kid, and it. we added a kid in January. He left again in April. We took our daughter in April. He came back in May, and in the course of this year that one of the kids had a week stay in the hospital, I had two surgeries, and I broke my ankle. So I Ooh. would say that whole year, I was just like, which was last year, I was just like, uh, who am I? What day yeah. is it? Just surviving. So, And foster care is different, too, because you have visits and you have all these things that run your life. So from Jude, when we added the baby, I was tired, but it was semi-familiar territory. When the third came along, I was like, what? I don't even, there's no, there's not words. I've never been so tired in my life. (laughs) Jess,
0: are you about to say something? Nope. just you kidding. just said <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well no because I think it's interesting art. Right, so Russell Moore, he's adopted uh two sons, and this is why I try to. And I apologize whenever I'm ignorant of this. I just when I look at Brittany, don't go. Oh, she's a foster mom, or this ice go. She's a mom, cause and it's from C.S. Lewis because he changed my mind and Russell Moore. And any time I can get a chance to make Brittany cry with stuff from C.S. Lewis, I will. But it's because... I'm sorry. We look at the Heavenly Father and go, that's my father. And yet, Foster, we go, well, you're a foster No, that's... She's their mom. That's it. She's their mom. Say that. Like, oh, you're a mom? Okay, how many kids you got? This, okay. She's their mom. And I'm sorry. I see that. Because literally... She's stepping in, in this redemptive fashion, into this dark world where others go, well, I'm only going to adopt if it's in another country and the media are watching. No, she's going, no, I'm being a mom. And that's it. She's being a mom. That's it. It's not a, well, secondary mom. She's being a mom. And I've been so inspired by it where I'm like, dang, man, because I think we here's the thing that bothers me. I think we only see this as sometimes a plan B or a, well, it's to do this. No, she, to me, is just being a mom and being a Christian of loving those. And I wish we value that more and went, um, and Jess is, I, I think agrees to me going, all right, here's your baby shower because you're a mom. Mother's Day, cause you're a mom. And that's it. Seriously, like, he's my heavenly father. And I look at him. I'm sorry. I love my earthly dad. But no one has been a greater father to me than the one who didn't have to be with me, but chose me. And think of that. With Brittany, she chose when, okay. And has been their mom. And if you, and if anyone out there, cause we have thousands of listeners, <laughs> um, knows Brittany, she is a good mom. And Anthony is a good dad. So I look at this and go, no, that's it. And I think we need it as the church. If we really say, all right, this will lose us stuff. If we really say we're pro-life, then you won't just care when they're in the belly. Mm-hmm. You'll care when they're born and about everything after that of raising them up, lifting them up as image bearers, loving them, praying for them, discipling them, showing them, hey, you have value. And to just look and not just go, well, it's a plan B. No. Uh, We love the widows, the orphans, the fatherless, the motherless, and those who love it, we back up. And you give them affirmation. Instead of just saying, the two issues are abortion or gay marriage. No. It's pro-life is all of life from womb to tomb. And I think Brittany's doing that. I don't know. It inspires me. And that's why... I use the language I do of you're a mom. Who are your kids? That that's it. It's, it's not, well, what type? No, she's a mom. Those are her kids. I want to add,
2: I want to add three things to that. (laughs) Okay. One, sorry. I'm going to super focus here. One. I think that's another reason Jessica and I are such good friends because she heard my heart's desire in like, I would text her at baby showers and be like, I just struggle because my kids are never going to be validated like this. And I feel like this is a rite of passage for women. Your motherhood starts at your baby shower kind of thing. Mm. Other women are acknowledging you. And I was like, it's just not, that's not the case for me. And my kids aren't being celebrated like this. And it's so sad because Imago Day they have as much worth as your birth child. And she was like, cool. And the minute I was like, Hey, we're adopting again. Boom. She was planning an adoption shower for me. Nice. I thought that was, Amazing, like, I can't, there's no words. So that's part of why we're friends. Two, I'm gonna get kicked off for this, but I think you can't be anti-abortion until you are working to make the church a safe place for mothers who are considering abortion or feel like they can't do it. Until we are the answer to the problem, you can't really say you're anti-abortion because if you're not involved at all and you're not even welcoming these people or making them feel valued and loved, how can you tell them like what you're doing is wrong? What are they supposed to do with their baby if they genuinely feel like they can't do it? Why can't we be part of the solution?
1: I agree. Agree and wholeheartedly support. Thank you for saying that.
2: And three, I feel like the church should be extremely involved in foster care because it is we're supposed to take care of the fatherless. And I don't think every family's called to adopt and I don't think every family's called to foster, but there are so many ways to help you can offer to babysit because there's a lot of kids in a lot of these homes and it's hard to find babysitters, bring meals, help with transportation, um, offer diapers sometimes. Sometimes you get a call in the middle of the night that you need to go get a baby. And so if you have, um, extra clothes or just, there's so many ways to hop on and help without actually being a foster parent or adoptive parent.
0: So every Christian is called to adopt, just so we're <laughs> clear. And no, I think that's because I, I really have felt this conviction from listening to you and like hearing Jess talk to me where I went. Why do we only view it as a plan B as opposed to what if it's a calling? What if it's a conviction, not just a well, if no, these kids Look at the example Jesus uses for an example of what is faith. the the kingdom belongs to such as these. He says, don't hinder these children coming to me. If you have faith like a child. He constantly uses Zim as example. And we go, well, we care when you're in the belly. But once you're born, well, stop being poor. Stop being a dirtbag. Get off. Like Definitely don't be a liberal. Don't be a liberal. Get up. And, and here's the thing. That's why I agree. Womb to tomb. Life, if you are pro-life, is all life, every life, for all of life. It it just is ridiculous to me to see people say, I care about this baby. And I say baby, I don't say fetus. I'm not trying to be self-righteous. That's the language I use. But to say, I care about this baby, and then see a homeless person go, look at that lazy piece of scum. Hmm. I just go, and I'm not saying I have the answer for all this, but it's our tone. It's our approach. It's our love. We're supposed to be, it says they will know us by how we love each other, by how we speak. I mean, Jesus, you could see him coming a mile away. It's just, I don't feel we're conveying that. They know us by, okay, you hate abortion and you don't like gay people. I just, we can do more. We can have a multifaceted Full spectrum, just Christianity of looking and going, we have a biblical basis for our arguments, a reason, uh, church fathers, church basis, historical basis, reasoning, sitting, disagreeing with each other, agreeing with each other, and having civil discussion to say, how do we face this instead of our options are right or left? We can do better. I think we can do better. I'm Rick Santorum and I'm running for office.
2: I would agree with that. But I would say, too, there's something about foster care and I have yet to successfully do this. And it's my heart's desire. But to really step into a parent's story um, and work with them and sit with them, because we learn a lot um, through foster care education about It's called Bridges Out of Poverty and how when you grow up in poverty, your brain is literally wired different. So things are so different for you and learning to sit in that and help someone grow. And that's a lifelong thing because you can't the life of a case, you know, within a year change the way a person's brain is made. So you literally have to step in and mentor and kind of become a parent to the parent. And I just think that's such a beautiful part. And that's a part where I feel like the church can do better because who better to do that than us who have Jesus as the answer.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, there's an admonition to older women to pour into younger women, uh, biblical admonition. Yeah. And in addition, you see Paul pouring into younger men as their spiritual father, like he considers Timothy, his spiritual son. And I think that's a form of, uh, maybe not as intimate a form, but it's still a form of, uh, Kind of what you're describing. And, and there are plenty of people who can't do foster or adoption. I mean, there's people who who literally, because of what the state says, are ineligible for that.
0: Yeah. You mean but, gay people? No,
3: no.
1: no. I mean people who... Uh, and I actually don't know. I've heard some anecdotal situations for people who got refused... Um, to be able to be foster parents or adoptive parents simply because of kind of their lifestyle or, uh, not necessarily like their sexual orientation, Seth, but maybe that's part of it, but also because of just like, they don't have stable jobs or they don't have, um, a big enough house or things like that. And those are things that sometimes you don't have much control over.
2: I mean, sometimes we, when we started, we had a two bedroom apartment, so it's not, you don't have to have a ton of space, but I don't know if you already have yeah, kids and you're crammed in already. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was an attitude towards LGBTQ people previously. They have revamped since. And you now, if you're licensed to take teenagers, you even have to take a training on what to have, how to support LGBTQ children in care. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah.
1: And in any case though. As we're, I, I can't speak for people who aren't Christians, but I can, I feel like I do have the ability to admonish people who are Christians that their responsibility is to somehow be mothers and fathers yeah, in some capacity, maybe not through adopting or fostering, but at least in some capacity. And I think that's super important. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do feel like there's people who part of the reason they get comfortable in just being very um, consumeristic with the church is because they don't have that fire under them to be somebody's spiritual father or mother or whatever it may be. And so I think that's super important.
0: Can we finish the show? Uh, Jess wanted to have a segment where she talks about why she doesn't like white people. Um, just 15 minutes, I think we have, we have
1: been waiting for this for a long time. Um,
0: just of... Uh... I believe you referred to them now. Uh, I love you so much. Thank you for coming. I mean, really. You're welcome. Because how how long we've we been together, babe? Almost ten years. Yes. And has it been a whirlwind? Uh huh. But but do you still love me? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's nice. I mean, that's should we ask the question? I know what Jess is going to say because she's a t- betrayer.
1: <laughs> Let's uh Just yes. Let's start with Jessica. Jessica. Now the question is: First, <sighs> what's
0: we fought for this in marriage? What do you we still love? love you,
1: what do you love more, savory or sweet?
0: You changed it. Yep. There's literally crickets <laughs> in the background while she's saying this. Cake or pie, Jess? Just say it. We love Cake. you. Cake. <sighs> <Et> to Jessica. <laughs>
3: Sorry, I just don't care for pie that much. But if there's cake, I'll eat it, so.
2: Sorry.
0: I love you so much, and this is something in heaven I know will be reconciled. <laughs> I appreciate that. Should we ask for it? Oh, if we get two for two. Ugh, David Brittany. Beck is going to have a parade about this.
1: <laughs> He's so happy. He's so happy. He's going to have a cake parade. All I care.
0: What's the term he'll have a ride about? He'll have a party over there. What was I'm looking for? Something, some term of he'll just have a about this.
1: <laughs> a hill of beans? Is that it?
0: <laughs> a hill of
2: beans. Is he'll have, have a hoot nanny over there. It's a boxcar social.
0: <laughs> uh
1: Brittany. Yes.
0: Cake or pie?
2: Brownies? Is that neither? brownies
0: hmm. what is a brownie we have lost twice no that's not that's pie, a cake huh? you know, it's
2: yeah not. it's not a pie. it's not because i don't like cakey brownies i like fudgy smushy thin brownies not cakey brownies.
1: oh almost like uh uh the lava what's it
3: called yeah lava, lava cake mm-hmm.
1: i feel like lava cake is pie
3: <laughs> to not be fair oh it's called I cake. It has really a cold. liquid
1: center. I feel like and German cake is outside. called pie. It's
3: not crusty. It's cake on the so. outside. So,
1: actually, German chocolate cake shouldn't that be pie too? Nope. It's no, cake. it's so similar to pie.
0: <laughs> I'm so sick. You know what, you cake apologists. <sighs> I'm still trying to think of David Beck is gonna have a fit over this, so he'll just have. It, He's a, gonna have a, a field malarchy. day. A field oh, day that's over a this.
1: Field day. Field day.
0: Malarkey. I don't what know. racist Irish crap? Is Malarkey racist? I don't
1: know. I just a fiesta.
0: Ever since March, I'm trying to <clears> cultural because I marched. I just uh, I'm very <laughs> sensitive to guys You marched twice. I sent you a for hashtag. what? For what? Okay, we want to thank our guests Brittany Augustine, Cyborg, Jessica, Nicole, Wild Shoot for poking me and pulling knives. Um, zip it up. Zip it out. Alright done we <laughs>